You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity. And there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. I've noticed the past few weeks that people are irritating me. Actually, in some cases, I've gotten angry. I finally snapped out of my mindless state yesterday and spent some time reflecting on what's really going on. In one case, a good friend of mine came over to help me with my landscaping project. Naturally, we ended up having to run to a home improvement store, and she started getting very agitated over having to stand in line. Then she started making judgmental statements about the clerk and how she must not know what she's doing. It made me extremely uncomfortable, and I had the thought that I should not go to the store with her in tow again. Someone else had an over-the-top defensive reaction to a comment I made about the way something looked outside. I had the thought that I shouldn't share my opinions anymore with that person. That same person also got angry at a big box store over someone that they thought was cutting in line. Again, shouldn't go shopping with that person anymore either. The regular alley trash invasion occurred last week, and instead of just rummaging through my recycle bin, the person also hit the regular trash can, which in this case held 22 dead fish. Those fish who died over a couple of days from some disease in the pond were wrapped tightly in plastic to minimize the smell. This person opened those bags to see what was inside and the stench for the next two days made it difficult to enjoy being in the backyard. I had the thought that I wasn't going to leave the cans out anymore. Then there was my membership problem at said big box store. I was triple charged for my annual fee, and when I tried to clear it up and get a refund, I was told that there was nothing they could do because it takes 24 hours for the charges to go through the system, so they couldn't see that I was triple charged, even though I had a printed receipt. I had the thought that I was never renewing my membership again. What these examples have in common is that I was operating on the assumption that the problem was with these other people. But upon reflection, the problem is with me. They are no different than they've ever been. Well, I do think there's been a big decline in customer service lately, but it's rarely been pleasant to have to deal with a customer service problem. What is different is I now want them to be different because their behavior makes me uncomfortable in some way. 
Think about how selfish that actually sounds. I want you to change so that I can be more comfortable. Oops. That's not only selfish, but it's pretty mindless. It is not other people's job to accommodate my ease. It's my job to process and respond to my own discomfort. And sure, I can stop going anywhere with other people, and I can cut off the people who need my recyclables to make money, and I can never go shopping again, but that doesn't sound like very healthy options to whatever's really bothering me. Many of us get stuck in this cycle, at least periodically. Other people's behavior bothers us, and we think, if only they would change, everything would be fine. But there are 7.8 billion people in the world. Is it really reasonable to expect them all to change to meet my needs? Of course not. Clearly, it's time to do the work. That inner work that is sometimes painful, sometimes irritating, sometimes boring. I haven't fully deciphered what's up with me, but as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I think I'm burned out, so part of the problem is probably plain old fatigue. I also only recently began going out of the house with other people, so there's probably some stress there in just being in a crowded store, and that can be exhausting to manage in itself without having to worry about the person I'm with freaking out. There's also some self-judgment going on because, of course, I'm supposed to be better than this. I practice mindfulness for a living, for goodness sake, so why am I failing at these simple interactions? I think many of us get stuck in something similar to this, too whenever we aren't living up to our own expectations. And that may be the most important aspect of this. Expectations. I can choose what my expectations are of other people and of myself. And if any of us don't meet those expectations, I can react in unhealthy, mindless ways, or I can explore those expectations and make adjustments. The first step I took was to forgive myself for creating unreasonable expectations of others and for judging myself harshly. Part of being human is being flawed, and that's okay. We're never going to be perfect, but we can certainly self-correct as we move through life. But we need to do so in a loving, self-compassionate way. If I'm exhausted, I need self-care, not self-criticism. I decided to spend a full day alone doing something peaceful, resetting, resting, and recharging. That should help me get re-centered. And I set up a locking system for the trash cans so that no one can rummage through them, but added a wastebasket to my alley collection that's just for bottles and cans. Now they can collect the recyclables and I don't have to worry about a smelly mess again. I spent the half hour necessary on the phone with the big box corporate office to get my refunds, and intentionally practice patience during the process, which only strengthens my mindfulness skills. There are always solutions to our problems, and we actually have all of the answers, if we just pause and pay attention. With the exception of the trash, all of my recent problems were simply in my own head. Mindfulness meditation helped clear out the clutter so that I could see that. And the trash problem, not the person, was not that complicated. Our upsets in life are never really about the events. They are our response to those events. I do sometimes forget that myself, but the more we practice mindfulness, the quicker we remember that we have a choice, and if we're struggling, it's probably because we're making poor choices. 
and typically, they're not even conscious choices. Mindfulness is about waking up, paying attention. When our mind slips into judgments, frustration, and even anger, we tend to be on autopilot and it can be self-destructive. It colors everything in a negative light, making us even more sensitive to other people's behavior and more critical of our own. So I choose to wake back up, pay attention, and adjust my perspective. I intend to take a pause before engaging with others in public and make sure I'm centered and calm before embarking on any excursions. And as I mentioned a few episodes ago, I'm lightening my workload for a while to allow myself to rest and feel motivated again. I don't need anyone to change for me to feel at ease. I just need to be mindful and take better care of myself. How about you? Have you noticed how you're being in the world? Have you given any thought as to your expectations of yourself and others? Perhaps now is a good time to meditate and reflect. It's definitely a good time to remember that we can't change other people, only ourselves. Life's definitely not easy, but it doesn't have to cause us unease. We have the power to decide how we want to address life's challenges, big and small, and how our choices can either enhance our lives and those around us, or not. But what's the upside of choosing not to? I think many of us have sort of fallen off our paths lately because we've been overloaded with changes and challenges. But the one and only thing we have control over is ourselves. That means we can respond differently to the events we're facing and find meaning in them, along with compassion and joy. And couldn't we all use a little more compassion and joy? Until next time, we can live better lives and create a better world. All it takes to get started is a mindful moment. Meditation is the most effective technique to strengthen mindfulness. The key to experiencing the full benefits of this practice is to meditate every day, even if you start with just a few minutes and work your way up to 20 to 30 minutes per session over time. Consistency counts, and the benefits are cumulative. So be kind to yourself and meditate daily. We have guided meditations to help you get started at worktoliveproductions.com, but here are the instructions for a simple sitting meditation to get you started. Sit comfortably with feet flat on the floor and hands on your lap. Close your eyes or soften your gaze and begin noticing your breath. Breathe normally, paying focused attention to each in-breath and out-breath. Notice every detail from where you feel your breath in your body to the pace, depth, and temperature as the air moves in and out. Each time your mind wanders away from the breath, simply return your focus to the breath. It is in this noticing that you're building your mindfulness skills. Your mind may wander a hundred times in just a couple of minutes, and that's normal. Each time you notice, that's mindfulness.
Work to Live's Dynamic Coaching Certification Program is a self-paced online course series that strengthens emotional intelligence and mindfulness skills, along with relationship building, communication skills, time management, self-motivation, and more. Visit our website for an informational video on the program. You can also find resources for self and leadership development, as well as the latest books by authors we interview on this show. Go to worktoliveproductions.com slash book club to start shifting your quality of life today. And be sure to visit our YouTube channel at Work to Live, where you'll find videos of our interviews, animated shorts on daily living and working, guided meditations, and more. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at work to live A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.